you love the Lord today? You know, the good thing about God is he loves you when you're having a bad day. Any of you ever have any bad days? God loves you when you're having a good day. God even loves you when you forget to love him. How many of you have ever done that? You don't have to raise your hand, but we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Here's the thing is that God has always got a place for you at his table. Everybody say, he's just waiting for us to come back. Now say this with me, just come on back home. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to the book of Psalms, the 36th chapter and the ninth verse. We're going to do something uh, a little different today. At the end of this message, we're going to be bringing up the college students that are getting ready to go off to college, and we want to pray over you and ask God to bless you and be with you. The high school students, we're going to bring up junior high, and I'm going to ask uh, David, if he would, at, toward when I get ready to close, to go into the children's class. As a matter of fact, you can go now if you want to and just let them know at the end of the service we're going to be asking them to come in here so we can pray for them. I feel like that God has got something in store for us. How many of you have ever been someplace you've never been before? Debbie and I went to uh, the Garden of God. Uh, What's it called? God's Garden? No, no, we don't. We believe in one God. So we, we called Tammy and she said, oh, that's God's Garden. She said, I don't like calling it Garden of God. So we adopted that. But anyway, there was never been there before. It's a beautiful place, had a lot of rocks. And, you know, I, I watched people getting close to the edge, it seemed like, until you went over to where they were standing. And then it didn't feel like you were quite as close or they were quite as close to the edge as you thought they were. Isn't it odd how we're drawn to the edge? How many of you like climbing? Anybody? like climbing, climbing rock. Oh, you don't like climbing. How many of you like a buffet? Isn't it something how we get close to the edge at that buffet? You know, we're already full, but we're, we're just kind of, I think I could hold just a little bit more. I'm really, I'm really not hungry right now, but you know, I paid one price and I get it all. So I want to take it all with me. And I didn't get to try all those desserts, so I'm just going to get a little piece of each one. And then there's 30 different desserts up there, so a little piece of each one ends up. Yeah, and you're on the edge. You're, you're right on the edge of going over. Everybody say going over. Life sometimes can take us to the edge of things. And there's one thing that I found out. If I'm, if I'm getting close to the edge, I need some light. Everybody say light. So the message I want to preach today is illuminate your world. Would you say that with me? Illuminate your world. Do you understand how important light is to us? Anybody got any concept of how important light is? If you get rid of light, you get rid of life. 
because life cannot exist without light. Plants have to have light to survive. Consequently, the more light they experience, the more vibrant their life is. Just look at flowers that grow in Alaska. I don't know if any of you have ever been to Alaska before, but if you go to Alaska and there's a time in Alaska where their days get significantly longer. And when we went to Alaska, I was looking at flowers, same flowers that we have here, but they looked different. They almost had a glow to them. They were, they were all, it was almost like neon in color. And I thought, what in the world? What kind of, you know, I've seen those before, but I've never seen them look like that. And they explained to me it's because of the amount of light that they receive. That light lasts longer there at different times of the year. And so it causes those plants to come alive in ways that we don't see them come alive here. Having said that, let me share this with you in Psalms 36 and 9. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Let me read it for you one more time. This is the psalmist talking about God. He said, for with you is the fountain of life. In other words, he is the source that all life springs from. He is the fountain of life. There is no life without him. And then he says, in your light, we see light. This world was void and without form. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And we were like individuals standing in a dark room, unable to see everything, groping around there was no life yet. And all of a sudden he says, let there be light. And when he stepped into that room, he didn't hit the switch because, friend, he is the switch. He said, in him is life, and the life was the light of men. He brings light wherever he goes. He's the source of it. Psalms 97 and 4, this is an interesting verse. His lightnings have illuminated the world. The earth has seen and trembled. Say it with me one more time. His lightnings have illuminated the world. The earth has seen it and trembled. The word lightnings there in Hebrew is the word barak. It means lightning, but analogy a gleam and concretely a flashing sword or a bright and glittering sword. His lightnings have illuminated the world. The Bible says that his, the sword of the Spirit is what? The Word of God. So his Word has illuminated the world. The world there, by definition, means inhabitants. So his word has lit up our life. And he says, the earth, everybody say the earth, has seen and trembled. The word earth there is a primitive root that means to, I mean the word tremble there. The word earth just means the earth itself, but the word tremble means to whirl or twist and dance. Everybody say there's a whole lot of dancing going on. 
Now, what's that got to do with anything? Now, watch this. Because his word illuminated our lives. Now, the earth, how many of you know that the earth responds to his word? As a matter of fact, in Romans 8, 19 to 21, it says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. The earth wasn't the one that was responsible for bringing sin into the world. That was man. But the earth paid a price for sin coming into the world. And it says, so against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Everybody say, I saw the light. (laughs) How many of you, your life changed when you saw the light of his word? Even the earth responds to his word. That's why it's so important that whatever comes out of your mouth needs to be in agreement, not with Oprah. Whatever comes out of your mouth ought to be in agreement with the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. I got news for you. It doesn't matter what Rush Limbaugh is saying. You got to come into agreement with the Word of God. Everybody say the Word. But how many times do what we speak contradict the Word of God? How many times have you felt and, and maybe even said, well, man, I'm just a loser. I'm a failure. I'm, we... we s- s- end up destroying ourselves because what comes out of our mouth isn't conducive with what God spoke in his word about us. We have to get our mouth in line with his word. Everybody say, line it up. My daddy used to say this, if you can't say something good about somebody, you knew my dad. Then don't say anything at all. There was something unique about Jesus. When he saw people, he did not speak to what they were then. He, speak, he spoke to what he had made them to be. So when he goes to see Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus climbs up in that tree, he tells him to come down out of that tree. He's not speaking to where he's at. He's speaking to where he's going. You've got to learn to quit living in a frame of mind where your circumstances and your situations are dictating your emotions and you begin to speak to your circumstance and your situation so that God's word begins to dictate your emotion. Everybody say, I feel better already. It ain't nothing changed yet. When your mind changes, when you stop thinking the way we think, it changes. That's why the scripture said, be not not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you can see the fog of God in here right now? See, it's whatever whatever you're speaking, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. If you're looking for false, you're going to find false. If you're looking for God, you're going to find God. What are you looking for? Everybody say, illuminate your world. Jesus makes this statement. He said, as long, this is in John 9 and 5, as long as I am in the world, 
I am the light of the world. Now watch what he says in John 12 and 35. He's, he's lived his life out. He's, he, he's getting close to the end of his walk here on earth. Now watch what he says. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. He told them before, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now he's telling them, the light's going to be with you a little while longer. He's saying, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. When things get dark, we get lost. How many of you have ever tried to navigate? How many of you know where Ferncliff State Park is? Raise your hand if you know where Ferncliff State Park is. That's great because that's got nothing to do with what I'm going to say. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I just realized I wasn't in Ferncliff State Park when this happened. <laughs> I was in the woods someplace else. I was in the woods. Have you ever been there? Lost. We went, I had a friend of mine, we, we went into these woods, and while we were in, the, we went out there at night. Why, I don't know why we were out there at night. We just went out there at night, and, and then we sat down in the woods and shut our flashlights off in the woods, deep in the woods. And all of a sudden... In the darkness, I looked up and I saw two beady eyes looking at me, and it was not my friend. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm, you see that? What do you think it is? I don't know. Get your gun ready. I was smart enough not to go into the woods without a gun. Get your gun ready. When he turned the light on, there was nothing there that I could see. Do you understand that that's where the devil operates is in the darkness? That once you bring the light to it, it exposes it and it flees. That's something unique about darkness. It's impossible for darkness to take over light. But the smallest light can invade the deepest darkness. That, my friend, speaks of how powerful light is. When I was a boy, they, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like four years old, dad would make me go in the room and go to bed. I, I want to make sure you know I was young. <laughs> I'd get in the room and I'd go to bed and he'd shut the light out. And when he shut the light out, man, we did not have closets at our house. We had hangers, or we had 16-penny nails in walls. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That was your closet. It was a 16-penny nail in a wall, and you hung your clothes on it. And so my room did not have a closet in it. I had not graduated to a closet yet. I was still on a 16-penny nail. And when he shut that light out, and I, I, was, I was laying there trying to go to sleep, I'm telling you, that a head and arms grew out of the shirt that was hanging on that nail. And I saw that, and I was petrified. Dad! And when I hollered for Dad, the first thing Dad did was he turned the light on, and when he turned the light on, that monster would leave. 
either that monster was afraid of my dad. And I got some news for you today. I've got a father who every monster is afraid of. My daddy still, when he steps into my world and turns on his light, it makes every demon flee. It causes every monster to leave my world. The power of light. I kept, dad said, there's nothing there. And I'm, yeah, it will. It'll come back when you leave. You just, you just. He loves to operate in the darkness. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever notice that in your own life, when stuff isn't going right in your life, how you tend to lean toward darkness? That when there's something you're doing that you know is wrong and you're trying to hide it, you lean toward darkness? Well, pastor, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to say, let there be light. Because when you choose to bring light into every circumstance in your life, there's no longer any room for darkness. And it drives away every monster that's trying to destroy you. Everybody say, let there be light. We have to illuminate our world. We get lost in the dark. How many of you have ever tried to navigate the dark before? Anybody? How'd that work out for you? You know what happens when you try and navigate the dark? How many of you have ever gotten up in the middle of the night, headed to the restroom or to the kitchen to get a drink, and you decided not to turn any lights on? You want to finish how that story happens? You're walking through there, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you smack. Uh, man, I nearly took my shoulder off one night. I don't know when the closet got moved. I just know I came around that corner, and, man, it hit my shoulder, jarred my whole body. Oh, put that stupid closet there. We walk through the room, and we trip on our own shoes. God forbid that your wife ever trips over your shoes. I think there's a scripture about that. <laughs> when you trip over your own, or, or the couch gets in the way of your leg, and you're bruised the next morning, have you ever shoved your toe under a door? I love that. Oh, sound like we're on the price is right, and somebody just showed us a car. Oh. <laughs> Shoved your foot under a door because you couldn't see the door, and whose fault is it? What do you mean, mine? <laughs> Everybody say, it's my own fault. Because... And we think about this. Think about the pain that we could save ourselves. Think about the injuries that we would not incur if we would just, everybody shout it, turn on the light. Turn on the light. My wife, if you want to drive Debbie crazy, put her in a room with one dim light bulb in it, and she will go bananas. I'm, am I telling the truth? There's, 
there, there's something about Debbie and light. She does not like a dark corner. It's got to be lit up. I get home sometimes. When, sometimes we have to drive separately. I'll get home before her, and I've had her walk in the house before, and I'd be sitting in the living room. Honey, honey, what, what, I can't believe it. What, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? You've only got one light on in here. I thought a burglar had come in, or she was getting mugged. Oh, oh. She does not, and I'm telling you, I'm trying to get better at it when I come in now. I, I flip on the lights that I, I flip on the lights by the door that turn on the lights over the table. I flip on the light by the wall that turns on the light over the sink. I reach under our counter and push the light that lights up all the tracks under the counter. I hit the light on the other side that lights up the lights that are in the cabinet. I hit the light next to it that lights up the big light that's over there. And then I hit the light over the stove that lights up the light on the stove. God forbid that five-watt bulb isn't burning. And when she comes in, oh, baby, it's worth it, folks. I'm just telling you, it's worth it. <laughs> Illuminate your world because this is something. Light has an impact on people. So when you can think about it, it's that simple to get that kind of response. I thought about going and buying some track lighting, you know, just bringing in like concert lighting and putting it in our house. <laughs> Everybody say, she loves light rather than darkness. Now listen to me. So ought we to love light rather than darkness. But there's something about darkness that appeals to us. There's something about darkness that draws us. How many of you have ever played hide and seek? What's the first thing you do if you're playing it in the house? You shut every light off in the place. Every light off in the place. You don't go try and hide. Now think about it. Hide. So when you're trying to hide something, you cut the lights out. And seek. Does that game even make sense? We're trying to find what we hid because we shut the lights out so we wouldn't be able to see it. We were playing hide and seek one time, and Debbie, had, where were you? Was it the cabinet? We had cabinets nailed to the wall. She had climbed up over those cabinets. I thought rapture had taken place. We went around and around, and I'm thinking, man, I even looked in the dryer. I opened it. Surely she didn't. You remember? I, I mean, I'm opening up the door of the dryer. I'm thinking, surely she didn't crawl in there. We, we'd searched every nook and cranny, and then finally, the only way we found her is she, she made some noise, and, 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 oh, now here's an idea. Look up. David said, I will look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. Say it with me. Look up. When you're struggling, look up. When you feel lost, look up. When you can't find what you're looking for, look up. 
David said, I will look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Everybody say, light. Do you understand that we are children of the light? So James' words to us are every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Everybody say, his light never goes out. Never goes out. His battery doesn't run down. As a matter of fact, when we get to heaven, there's no sun S-U-N in heaven because Jesus, the S-O-N, is the light. And so he illuminates everywhere he is. When Peter and John and James go with him to the Mount of Transfiguration, they see him in a brilliant light. They said it was whiter than fuller. So he was brilliant. It was transcendent. It, he, he, he lit up and he glowed. How were they seeing him? They were seeing what he's like without flesh wrapped around his body. They were experiencing what he was like in his glorified form. What did he say he came here to do? To give us life and give it to us more abundantly. Everybody say more abundantly. Peter's words to us are found in verse Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Everybody say, out of darkness. Let me ask you a question. What happens when you come out of darkness and you get into marvelous light? What's your first response? The light is overwhelming to you. So the first response is to close your eyes and turn your head. But as you begin to adjust to the light, you're drawn toward the light. It's odd to me that people that talk about leaving this world that have come back said that they saw a bright light and they were being drawn toward a light. That's no surprise to me because he's the source of light. He is the light. Paul's words to us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5, ye are children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So if you're not of the darkness, don't hang out in dark places. Don't allow yourself to be drawn into dark thinking. You remember several years ago when that big deal came around with Dungeons and Dragons? You remember that? How many of you remember that? It was a board game. Well, somebody said, well, well, there's no harm in a board game. There's no harm in the game, but it's what you do with it that changes it. When you make it dark, when you make it sinister. And sadly, people even do that with their lives with God. Instead of seeing God as the source of all joy, which he is, they begin to view God like he's on a throne with a lightning bolt in his hand trying to take you out the first time you mess up. And so if you communicate that to others, they're not drawn to that. You need to get rid of the dark and get the light on so you can see him as he is. Not my perception of who he is, but as he is. Here's Jesus' words to us. You are the light of the world. Who? Who? 
Everybody say, I am. I am. Now think about what he said. There's a, there's a sequence here. I am the light of the world. And then he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then he says, you are the light of the world. Amen. He said, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. And so now what he said, he's saying, I'm making a deposit in you. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill can't be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's time for us to go and illuminate our world with the good news. Everybody say good news. Not CNN, not NBC, or MSNBC, not ABC, or CBS, or Fox, but the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're in the world, but we are not of the world. He said, you're the light of the world. Let your light shine so they'll see your good works and glorify who? Your Father. You don't light a candle and hide it under a bushel, but you send it. And now here, I'm getting ready to bring it home. Are you ready? Here we go. You're getting ready to go back to college. You're getting ready to go back to high school. You're getting ready to go back to grade school or to junior high. And when you go in, some of those places are dark. But my friend, you are the light of the world. And when light steps where darkness is, darkness has to give way to the light. So you make sure that the light that's in you is not darkness. Don't go in and try and fit in. That's not what we were created for. God created us to stand out. If you're in the woods, who do you want to follow? The individual that's trying to feel his way through the woods or the guy that's got the flashlight? I'm going with the guy that got the flashlight. I tried the other way. You go down through the woods, I thought, I don't have to see. I'm, I'm just taking off, man. I'm running down. This is a different set of woods in a different circumstance. I'm running through the woods, and I'm going downhill, and I'm cutting through there, and I'm thinking, man, I'm making some time until I hit a barbed wire fence. I'm not making this stuff up. I know some of you think there's no way that one guy could go through that much in one life. I'm telling you, I hit that barbed wire fence, flipped over. It was hung upside down. Had to get my friend to unhook me. Why? Because I was running beyond my light. Have you ever heard in the term in driver's ed, do not drive beyond your light? In other words, when you're driving at night, don't ever let your speed be faster than your light can travel. Don't, don't drive beyond your light because if something comes into your light, I was in Honduras and I was in a pickup truck and I was going from Tegucigalpa to La Ceiba at night. 
There'd been a flood through there. We're cutting along through there. There's no flashing signs over there. There's no warning. I come up on a sign, and when my headlights illuminated the sign, it said, bridge out. Man, I slammed. Big old pile of rock in front of me. Who's the idiot that put that sign out there with no light? Probably a better question would have been, who's the idiot that's driving through there at night faster than they ought to be going? All signs point to you. Everybody say you. Yeah, that time I'll take it. We have to learn how to navigate this journey and stay in the light because friend if you're not careful and you allow darkness to overtake you then not only are you lost but you have just lost all those around you would you stand with me today so i want the young people to come up here and while they're coming let me talk to us older folks those of us that are just barely out of high school. Working jobs, everybody said, got a job. Got responsibility. Let me tell you, one of your primary responsibilities is to bring light to this world. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up in everything. Go ahead and come out this way. Everybody just stretch out across here. If we're not careful, we can let everything get in our way. We can allow other people to draw us into darkness. How many of you ever had some friends that got you in trouble? You know what I'm talking about? I had a boss, I was working in a factory, I had a boss and he told me, this wire, we're running through this machine, it was tearing the wire up. It was, it was separating the nylon from the insulation. And I, I called him over to the machine and I said, this, this wire's messed up and this is my foreman. And he said, run it. I looked at him, I said, run it? He said, run it. I turned around it to my material handler and I said, don't put my clock number on any of these boxes. The foreman looked at me and he said, oh, you got to put your clock number on those boxes. I said, no, I don't, but I'll tell you what I will do. I'll write your name on all these boxes. I said, because I know what you're going to do. You're going to have a temporary lapse of memory when all this wire comes back to the plant with my clock number on it. You're going to forget all about having told me to run it. Do not let someone draw you into the darkness. Because, friend, they'll leave you there all by yourself. So you're getting ready to start back. Some of you are going to be in environments you've never been into before. And guess what's going to happen? Oh, come on, we're going to have a party. And because you want to fit in and you want to make friends, don't go where there's not light. Well, I'm, I'm going there to evangelize. Uh-huh. I'm just telling you, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to end up compromising your walk with God because then it diminishes the light. 
You ever try and navigate with a flashlight whose battery is run down? Every week, they come into my office and they get this contraption around my head and they put new batteries in it. And I remember at first I told Mike, I said, Mike, I said, those batteries are still good. He said, no, I don't want to take any chances. Because all of a sudden I could be, no, no, and then it would, see what I'm talking about? When you run on a low battery, nothing makes sense anymore. You've got to stay on fire. Everybody say on fire. What if folks make fun of you? Can I ask you a question? Has anybody ever made fun of you? Wave your hand if anybody's ever made fun of you. Oh, and you live through it. <laughs> you survived it. So what if they, I always told people, I said, look, folks, man, folks made fun of me before I started serving God. Why should I stop now? Why should I give in? So say it with me. God, come on, everybody in this house. God, you have called me to be light. And I want to be the best light that I can be. I got some good news. So when you get to school and everybody's talking about how wild their party was and how drunk they got, you look at them and say, you should have been at church Sunday. Woo! It works. Just try it. That's what I did when I was working. Those guys kept coming in and I was griping about it all the time to God. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, why don't you tell them about your weekend? I said, I never thought about that. So the first Monday morning, I went back, I went in, and they're all out there. Oh, yeah, we got drunk. I said, oh, you should have been at church Sunday. There were people laid out all over the floor. I had their attention. I said, man, the power of God was moving. Every summer, those guys would come, and they would say, oh, get ready. Here comes revival season. Because they knew I was going to be cutting out going to revival, preaching revival. I'm telling you that when they got in trouble, guess who they came looking for? The individual that wasn't like the rest of them. The individual that, oh, well, you know, and they would razz me and they would try and pick on me and make fun of me when they were all together. I just smiled at them because I knew someday you're going to come looking for me. And they did. We saw a guy get filled with the Holy Ghost at break time. Had another guy get healed on the job. I'm telling you, God is going to use you. I have this, I can't explain it, but something in my spirit keeps speaking to me that this year is going to be a year of significance for you. That this year, you're going to make a difference in the school system. You're not going to fall into it and just become a victim to it or trapped by it, but you're going to stand out and be set apart from it because you're going to let your light shine. Everybody say, shine a light. I don't even know if you know that song, I, I, but shine a light. Are you ready? I, I want those of you that are here would you step in behind these young people? Do we have the, yeah, we've got the class over here. Everybody step in behind them. Look, if you're struggling in your own walk with God and darkness trying to creep up on you, depression trying to take hold of you, 
I'm just telling you that God in an instant can shine light into your world. Don't fall victim to everything else and what everybody else does. I, you know what kind of popsicles I like? I like root beer. See, everybody goes, Ew. I like banana popsicles. I like the stuff nobody else wants. Why? Because I'm different. Everybody say he's different. Do you want to be just the same as everybody else? You want to be a cookie cutter of everybody else? Just go along with the crowd. Just go along with the crowd. I'm telling you, the crowd is going to leave you one day and leave you all by yourself. But you, my friend, have been called by God and you've been called out and selected. I want you to get ready to step into your role because God's going to empower you. He's going to give you exactly what you need. You're going to find a boldness you don't even know you have yet. You're going to find something well up in you in the middle of class one day. And it's just going to come spewing out because it's that fountain of life. Are you ready for it? Stretch your hands to heaven. There's a little girl here, the last praise and worship session all of a sudden I, I look up and she's she's up there and she, she didn't wait for everybody else to get up there she said man you old folks just she just made a move on her own why because she's hungry and guess what the scripture said blessed are they that hunger you know why because you get filled how many of you are hungry raise those hands to heaven with me right now all across this building I want you to begin to lay hands on the children just lay your hand on them I'm going to come by and agree with you but we're believing that God is going to empower our children everybody say it with me I believe father thank you God for what you're doing in the lives of these young people God you're doing it now Lord we praise you for it God we thank you for it mm. stir up the gift that you've placed in them Use them for your glory, God. Let them stand out to others. Lord, let your word come alive in them. God, stir up those gifts. Father, let boldness rise up in their heart so that there's no fear. God, you're going to use them. They're going to find strength that they didn't know they had. They're going to find courage they didn't know was wired in them to speak a word and see a life changed I thank you for it right now in Jesus name come on say it with me speak a word and see a life changed speak a word and see a life changed speak a word and see a life changed, see a life changed. in Jesus name let it let your life Thank you, Father. Come on, sing it. God, I praise you for it. Speak a word and see a life changed. Speak a word and see a life changed. In Jesus' name. Let it happen right now. Let it happen right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. Now, I want you to stretch your hands to heaven with me right now. Ready? Say it with me. We are, we are 
the light of the world. Say it one more time. We are the light of the world. One more time. We are the light of the world. So here's my question for you. How bright is your world? We are the light of the world. Somebody say, turn it up, God. (laughs) Turn it up, God. Let the intensity of my light shine brighter. Turn it up, God. Come on, raise those hands to heaven and say, turn it in, turn it up in me, God. Turn it up in me, God. Let it be brighter than it's ever been. Use me like you've never used me before in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing it together. Yes, Lord. Let your light shine bright. I like that. But I, I like a little light of mine a little better. Everybody step up here because you're in the dark right now. Get up here. Been preaching about light all week and the worship team sang something. All right, you ready? Everybody say it with me. This is an old one. You remember this? Get it out. Go like that. Come on. If you don't have it out, I'm coming after you. You got it out? Get it out. Get it out. Like this. I'm almost done really but I want to talk to you young people just a second because I was with some of you when we was up in Alabama and I didn't see no embarrassment then you guys were going whatever that was I don't even know what that was man I thought you were doing the Macarena don't lose the boldness you had when you were with others when you're by yourself because it's not them that put that light in you it's him that put that light in you don't let it be diminished stir it up are you ready get it up there this is the light of mine hold it high this light. Stay with me here just a second. Here's what I want you to get. 
We spend too much time trying to be proper. World don't care nothing about being proper. Does Jeannie care about being proper when she's up here? Come up here, Jeannie. Come, come run up here with me. I never know what she's going to say or do. But I know she's got some light in her. Now, let me, let me introduce you to Dr. Jeannie Killian. I'm just trying to tell you, don't, don't allow what your perception is of where you're at to diminish who you are. Do you know the thing that you're trying to hold back and be, you know, and I don't have to worry about Jeannie trying to hold back. But sometimes when we're trying to hold back and be proper, it's the very thing that you're holding back from that people are hungry for. They, I, I'll leave you with this story. And I'll lean on her while I say it. A doctor came into the service. Now, this really happened to me. A doctor comes into the service. The pastor takes me aside and he tells me, this was in Austin, Texas. He tells me, we have a doctor here today. Close. <laughs> we have a doctor here today, you know, and we, you know, and he, he's trying to prepare me, you know, so I guess I don't scare him off or something. I'm not sure. When the service was over, God is my witness. When the service is at the end of the service, the doctor is on his hands and knees crawling around and he walk, he, he crawls over to me and he looked up at me and he said, I'm falling and I can't get up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's what he was hungry for. Don't hold back on what God's done in your life. It's what they're hungry for. Stretch those hands to heaven. We're going to pray. This is the final prayer, I promise. Father, I pray your blessing over each one today. God, and I'm just asking you to give us light that's unfiltered, unpolluted, unadulterated. God, just, just your light. And let it shine in us like it's never shown before. Let the world see it and grow hungry. Give us boldness like we've never had. I know you want to bless us going out and coming in and you made us the head and not the tail, but God, help us to act like that. God, to step in the assurity of your word because you said that Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word, huh, it's going to last forever. So we stand on the power of your word, and I pray, God, that you help us to hide your word in our hearts so we never sin against you. We praise you for it, and we thank you for the best year we've ever had. In Jesus' name. Come on and give my hand clap of praise in this house. God bless you today. We love you. Let the light shine.